in the dawn of time, the digital age shall eclipse this part of the universe. What if I told you we are in this dawn of time? With startups deploying disruptive growth act strategies, content creators have become multi-dimensional in their craft as well. We have come of age and Tech Summit Ogun will put the spotlight on disruptive innovation as we examine production and distribution of content. Good afternoon, Otolorian Labode. Good afternoon. My name is Ridwan Olajide. Welcome to Tech Summit Ogun 2022 conference session. Yeah, it's nice good to have you here once again. Of course. So you'd be speaking about writing content that resonates with a brand's target audience. I can yeah. barely hear you. Would you mind increasing your the volume of your whatever you're using okay. or something, or you should move closer to okay. Can you hear me now? Yes, a little bit better now. Okay, okay. Yeah, thank you. So to start with, who is Otto Loring or Labode? Um, Otolero Nabode is a uh, content writer, strategist, uh, and a music journalist who has worked with a plethora of music companies like music companies and you know, blogs, content blogs, websites like pause.ng. I've also written for uh, platforms like Pitchfork, OK Africa, Offerton Post, and I've been, you know, been brought on board by companies like Bounce Radio Live. Uh, but do recently, yeah, and moving records recently also to contribute to the government's goods, yeah. Okay, okay, so I'd say that you're mostly a photo, um, a journalist, a content journalist, or something, am I right? Yeah, or well, a music I journalist, I mean, a music journalist, uh, well, yeah, yeah, that's like one aspect also. Okay, so what are the pillars to serve as guide when one is writing content that resonates with its target audience? Okay, you know, first of all, uh, you have to define uh, who the content is for. Like if you're writing content, that you have to find out what exactly who the brand is targeting. I feel like a lot of people, a lot of brands have like their users personal defined already, who their audience defined already. If it's for youth, it's for adults or something like that. So. Uh, when you're coming like, as a content writer, content strategist, when coming in, uh, first of all, you have to like know exactly who the brand is targeting. And so after like you know like the user's personnel, like of the type of the brand, uh, second thing you need to know is what exactly what this story I want to write, how best can it appeal to the audience? Now, there are some stories that are better written as a listicle. There are some stories that are better written as an explainer. And there are stories that are better uh, written as like an explainer, but bagged with quotes from a, a valuable uh, person in the industry. Now, if you're writing, you writing a story that you know is quite controversial, and you know uh, the explainer will better be boosted, which will be boosted with quotes from industry, guys in the industry, or people in that particular industry that can help form um, a thought, that can help form um, an idea or in the, in the mind of person reading is not you don't want to read the content that you just read and you know after like three four minutes you feel like it's a waste of time if it's if you feel like okay this content can be you know can be better can be better with like quotes from people yeah why not like why not like write it from that aspect or probably just write it like from your own human aspect like from your like a personal story there are some there are some stories that are better written as personal stories uh maybe from the angle of like something i experienced recently 
or maybe like your first experience, my first experience with um uh on the BRT bus or something like that, or my first experience uh when OP was like going on, um my first experience like um on uh a go-card or something like that. So there are other there are stories like that that can be you know fashioned towards that aspect. So after like with write, writing that, you know, second thing to do is to um is to write the first draft. That's what I do, like write the first draft and you know, after writing the first draft, thoroughly edit. Now I feel like sometimes when I read the story or when anyone reads the story and like they are, it is not it is not better edited in terms of like the language, in terms of like um the grammatical errors or the spelling. You know, it can like drown out the essence of the story. So second of all, after even editing is to is to still like read, like read as a user, read like from from the angle of like if I was one going to read this after three or four minutes, what lesson am I taking away from this? So these are like one of the things that you you as a content writer needs to do or contrary needs to do you know, in terms of like better like um writing the story that resonates with target audience. So yeah. Okay, so I see that you've worked with a couple of brands. How has been the experience so far? Oh, quite. Um, yeah. Uh, so most most of these brands, uh, they are they are they are like brands I work with freelance. Uh, for a company com- like Okay Africa, I contribute my ideas to them. Now, let me let me explain how what do I mean by when I contribute my ideas. I pitch a story to Okay Africa that okay, guys, I feel like we need to like run a piece on let's say someone like me or Kun, who just dropped an album recently. And why why can't why can we come from an angle of um his last album to the process that he has taken to record this album, the album recording process, why did he take a break? You know, something uh it's 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 a story that will be boosted with like points that can anyone can relate to because you know Mayokum might probably have gone through a lot of things that might have told him like oh I might have informed him taking a break from releasing music for like almost a year to now record his album. So apart from OK Africa, I worked with Bounce recently. I had to leave because I joined Living Records. Uh, so uh, the experience has been some, sometimes, I'm not like sometimes the experience with these companies, uh, especially with the startup that is growing, you know, you might experience difficulties in, you know, actually looking for results, actually looking for content that will resonate, you know. Sometimes in, at, at the start, at the early stage, you, want, you probably want to like, do a lot of experimentation. Like you don't want to like limit your options in terms of like writing content or creating content. So first, while we're looking for bounce, uh, our options were wide. We're like doing interviews, we're doing uh, explainers, opinions, all sort of that. So at some point, you know, we looked at data. Okay, which article, which kind of, which content format did us the best this month? You know, sometimes we go back to join board and all. So it was a lot of like. Uh, a lot of going back to the board, a lot of like looking for new ideas or new places to like to write from or exploring new spaces, you know, apart from even music, exploring spaces like in politics or human related topics like that. Um, yeah, I worked in Nigeria there too for a while. And um, <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoyed my time there because I was kind of given like the freedom to like bring my own ideas and write anything that I really want to write. I had an editor too, but I actually have like control uh, over like what content goes on like up on the blog, so I, I actually enjoyed my sort of experimentation. And then after a while, I knew like the direction I was going into. I knew like what content will resonate people people better, and I, and I had like a lot of sources there. Yeah. Okay, so I see that with your vast experiences so far. Yeah. What is your take when it comes to creatives who are interested in what you're doing presently? 
I'm, I'm talking about music journalism. What yeah. is your take and what are, what are the tips and pointers that you can share with them? First of all, read a lot because are, I read a lot of platforms like overseas. I read, a, I read platforms like Vogue, The Courts, The Verge. I don't limit myself to music because there are a lot of ideas I take from aspects like football, aspects from fashion, aspects like um, aspect like politics over there I'm bringing there. I bring, I bring it here. If I see like a story that was new to me, I look at how this, the writer has written such stories. Sometimes, you know, the writer must start with like a, a, a personal experience. Yeah. And that, that hooks you. When you read like a story, an intriguing story that started like a scary personal experience, you want to read to the end because you feel like, wow, I might probably have gone through this or like, wow, this person went through this. So first of all, read a lot, read wide. Don't just limit yourself to like one niche while reading. Um, yeah. Talk to people a lot. A lot of, a lot of my, a lot of, most of the topics I've written over the past few months have been like some of them have been from um, conversations on social media, conversations with people at, around me. I, I talk to friends a lot, so sometimes you know, and I'm on so many group chats a lot, either music, either um, either like community groups whereby people share their experiences or whatever is affecting them. Most times, that's like that's like my idea. That's like my pitch when I want to pitch that. Like, to companies are like okay why can't we try this a lot of people are facing this kind of problem and most times i travel like i when i'm probably maybe talking like idea maybe i don't really have any idea i take like i just most times random though but i just take like a bike from my house to like a far to a far distance like i know that i can come back easy and the money is not too much so most times my, my ideas come from traveling like just sitting down in the bus and thinking and most times when people share their ideas in the bus like they, they probably talk about a lot of things that happen you know, I might just take an idea from it or like, I might get an idea even while writing, even while writing, I might get an idea. So, and that thing is to, uh, when it comes to writing, whatever, pull out your mind, um, pull out your, um, pull out your own emotion. Don't just write based on the fact that you're copying somebody. You know, I feel like there's some, a lot of writing these days based on the fact that I want to write cleanly and I want to like use a lot of, um, maybe music speak or business speak or luxury words. Uh, you know, in, in content. So I would say, like, sometimes, you know, when people that when we that we that see a lot of like all those language in um see those language like in content, you know, they they might feel like they might feel alienated because they don't know the meaning. And you know, readers just want to read and have a good experience while reading and probably pick out their own takes from it. So uh, make sure like you tailor your words to your target audience. You now, okay, this audience I'm targeting. Um, these words be simple in the words we want to use. Uh, and again, I would say, uh, yeah, travel a lot, go to places a lot. You'll probably get ideas from there. That was, that was like my, my take to like any writer. Okay, thank you. So um, I'd say that, you know, with your sharp knowledge of music and culture. Yeah. And um, what would you say has been the major challenges when it comes to working with uh, music artists? Also, can you run that question again? I didn't get it. Okay, I say that, you know, you've got sharp knowledge of music and culture. Yeah. What would you say has been the major challenges that you, you see or that you are facing when it comes to dealing with music artists? Okay. Uh, as a journalist, like, sometimes, you know, some artists don't really want, like, grant interviews, uh, you know, they just feel like 
maybe they don't really see the essence of it or maybe it's just not important to them. Uh, sometimes they might take a while or perhaps their manager will say, so I'm sorry, we don't want to do an interview for now. Uh, second of all, I feel like doing interviews or doing conversations with artists, you know, most artists are not really that open. You know, as a writer, you you really just want to be free with them because if you're asking them like direct questions, you will not get like much from them. So most of what I've done is like, I'll try and like be friendly. We'll probably just, I'll just throw a joke at the beginning, we'll laugh and all, but sometimes the artist is not even in the mood to laugh with you because that might be going through a lot of problems that we, I mean, as a, as a journalist, I don't know what problems they are going through. Uh, recently, when I was speaking to Mario Kuhn, and I was asking him, like, guy, why did you take a break, you know, for one year? And when you came back, your first tweet was, like, you had gone through a lot this year. I probably thought, like, you had gone through an heartbreak because normally I was, like, ah, maybe they don't serve this guy breakfast or something. So uh, then he told me, like, he had a lot of family issues that he was going through that it was not even related to heartbreak or anything. That most people don't even, most people don't think it's money problem or anything, but there are more problems apart from money or heartbreak or love or anything that he was going through like some health challenges or something like that. No, he wasn't talking about himself, but he was just talking about family-wise. There were like some challenges like that was happening. So that was it. So an artist like that might not be open to discuss such issues. He might just decline the question. I've had like as I said that in 15 minutes we're done with an interview. And like I had a lot of questions. I was just answering like in one line, two lines and all. Uh yeah. And a lot of sometimes lateness of an artist to an interview or to when they are invited for something. You know, I've seen like that has happened a lot. Now that like you might invite artists like for like 12 o'clock and they're just doing by like past four. You know, you probably might call them like they'll tell you that I'm 13 minutes away and they're right, they're not 13 minutes away. They probably they're just waking up at that particular point. So stuff like that, like a lot of like and a lot of a lot of my friends who, who are also into music dance have shared such stories. You know, having to wait one week, two weeks, you know, for an artist, you know, to come or uh, probably or to like eventually grant that interview or something like that. And you know, it's not the interview is not even helping the um the writer, it's probably to the credit of the artist, you know, in terms of like um helping their role strategy when they release a song or even helping to put their name out there. You know, people with uh, fans, artists don't know that fans with such stories. And they go like they go from reading such stories to have like a better or an a well-informed perspective of the artist. Now, if I read a story and you know, and I'm like, okay, so this is why me did not did not drop music for a year. You probably now have knowledge, okay, this is why you probably want to spread that knowledge or something. But I just feel like maybe some Nigerians don't listen to need. And you know, you compare that to there's a contrast to that, and you know, a love, a love like also. So let me let me chip in this. Maybe a lot of most artists, let me not say a lot, or some artists really devalue uh, Nigerian music journalism. What do I mean? You really want to like grant an interview to a blog or to a platform like Vogue or to a platform like um Vulture or to, like all those like fans that are big in the US or UK. And rather than go to something like Bounce Radio or to something else that you know. You feel like maybe people won't read a lot, or people don't even want to check it out. And you know, yeah, which is quite true, but it is baby steps. You probably don't get British Vogue all in one day. How many Nigerians have spoken to British Vogue? You can't, I probably might come like two, maybe Whiskey, Bonner Boy, or something. So, yeah, but a lot of, maybe a lot of guys now just don't see that. There are a lot of like benefits to them than even the journalists that intervene there. Yeah. Okay. I see that you've worked with a couple of international brands. Yeah. 
So what, how were you able to place yourself for them to mm. see what you've, what you've made of? And how were you able to give them what they really want? I would be glad mm. if you can share this experience with creatives who are interested in working with international brands. Mm. Well, first of all, let me, I think like one major, um, I would say one thing that has really helped me so far is the fact that um, I started using, I started writing while I was in school. I like an hunger to succeed while I was in school to write. I got better, you know, right? Do at first my writing was very work. My writing was just average. Let me not say what, it was just average. It was good, but it was just average and all. I still had to like put in love, time to learn and all. And I, as I said, it's baby step. I started from writing for a platform in school then. Then I started, you know, by being bold and confident. I felt like there was nothing I could not do. I feel like there was nowhere my writing could not get to. So having that mindset, as mindset like once I in as much as I can do this, or in as much as someone has done it before, I also can do it. So being bold, being confident in my ideas. And so when I was in school, I was already waiting for Wine Niger and Paul Angie around that time. When I was in school, I was already waiting for Bella Niger around that time. So I was I was just very, I would say I was very um bold I, I had that hunger in me i wanted to succeed in this thing so having that hunger really helped having that um i was not distracted by anything that was happening a lot of stuff were happening then in school that could have that could have said oh let me abandon this craft then it was not paying me because this ninja you know ninja platforms now like you know they are looking for content and us so i was in nobody then you know i can't just go and meet them and say hey pay me this amount of money and i'll write for you so i started writing for free first i know but then within one year, I did it for a lot of blogs, a lot of platforms, you know, on politics, on things that were trending in the, in the, in the country then. And then after like some years, and I pitched an idea to my daughter like, hey, I feel like I identified the problem, the fact that a lot of people download music from those websites. And after downloading, they just go, why can't we have like controversial, me discussing, con- dissecting controversial topics, me talking about artists like risky their successes, what they can improve on, something like that. So I pitched the idea and the CEO liked it and brought me on board to the company. Then uh, I worked there for like two years. So after I went, I was tired and I felt like there was something I could do. I felt like there was a challenge I needed to take rather than being a blogger or something. And I felt like I could start like, then I had friends. Community also helped me. Being a community of writers also helped me. So I had like a friend who had written for OK Africa Native Mag. I wish that like guy, I have these ideas and I feel like these ideas would be better on um on these companies. How can you like share me how I can go about that? He shared me the email of the editor and I you know in imbe- and I, I, I knew about pitching a lot so and I read about pitching a lot, pitching ideas. So yeah, I feel like that's another tip. People need to know how to pitch the ideas better. Uh, pitching is not about just writing like five paragraphs. Within two paragraphs, you can explain your points and explain why that idea would be better for that company. They can bring you on board or they can say, okay, let's work. Uh, yeah, uh, I started pitching and you know, I pitched like, pitching is not like something that you just pitch to one company and uh, you just wait for a for success, like, hey, we accepted their pitch or something. That's my idea. Why can't you like look for other companies that, how can that idea be reformed to other companies? Now, what do I mean? If I pitched an explainer story to a company like OK Africa, can that explainer story be reformed to a mystical? On another platform so the ideas were very different but once a company has granted my idea i don't really need to like replicate the idea to another company again i feel like it's a waste of just like still almost the same thing 
so my joint style last year, I wrote for OK Africa first, and then I had that got to continue pushing. I reviewed some albums this year for Pitchfork, which is like a very popular album in the US. And yeah, if I was given any tip, is is do not just limit your options or do not think that um, no company can like, or probably maybe the fact that you're Nigerian or the fact that you're just starting out, people won't like your idea. Yeah, I just feel like a lot of writers need to be bold and confident and they need to like step out of their zone out of the fact that their company is willing to pay better. And so it's not about the pay alone. Uh, there's a lot of credence, as I said earlier, to some of these platforms that, you know, as much as, as you continue to write for some of these platforms, new platforms will come to meet you. The, some editors would like your work and probably want to like say, oh, why can't you contribute? Why can't you also contribute to our company? So you get a lot of, um, it will lead, this opportunity will lead like more opportunities as you, as you go on and on your career. So yeah, I just say like for, for a lot of writers that are starting out, please do not just limit yourself to just writing here. Yeah. Your craft that's taking you so far can take you abroad, can like take you to so many other places too. Yeah. Okay, thank you for that. No doubt, research play a major importance while writing content and coming up with good content. How does one merge various audience, the audience personnel together over time and also stay true to the brand tone? Okay, 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 okay. Um, yeah, for me, research has played like a very, as I said, research has played like a very important role. But, you know, merging various audience personnel together over time and staying true to the brand tone. Oh, uh, well, well, well. I feel, I feel, I think it goes back to the first question you asked. You know, in terms of like defining, you know, in terms of like defining who that content is meant for. In terms of defining like, uh, can you actually merge various audience personnel together? Okay, over time, over time, and stay true to the brand tone. Well, I feel like it's. It also depends on, for, for me, I've used like a lot of like try and error um, in the past because uh, as, as time goes on, you can't, you can't really, I think with one try, you can't really like, um, you can't really get it right the first time like you try something. So a lot of try and error in terms of like, you trying like a lot, you tailoring a lot of content formats. Okay, let me, let me, let me, let me see what I mean now. Uh, for a platform like Zikoko that has really stayed consistent in, you know, in attracting a lot of youthful people, dance like Generation Z and even like um, the millennials to actually read their content and interact with their, with their content. You know, it, it, it goes a long way in varying the content format. Now, what do I mean? They probably might, they probably have like a lot of content in terms of like maybe women, uh, content a lot to women, content a lot to guys, content a lot to to couples connected lot to like relationship. I felt like they probably started like with one content format. And over the time, they felt like a lot of people were coming to read from their blog, like read on their blog and okay, why not let, let us diversify to other content formats in terms of like, you know, bringing a lot of like content, um, content teams, content teams and, you know, they have a lot of like categories now, you get me? So they did that and, you know, they had like this quiz a lot that probably people want to check out, you know, they had quiz going on. And so I feel like sometimes it's, a lot of like experimentation and a lot of training that goes in the background. And you know, I've, I've, I've been in the company whereby we, we tried a lot. After like a month, we came back, we checked the statistics. Which one do we need to still continue? Which one do you think, okay, we should post it for a while? Maybe like 
at a maybe at like a season, you can start start again. Now, uh, around International Women's Day, I I worked for like a company that did it was a blog, but during International Women's Day, we felt like our magazine this year we planned like some months back. Now, what what if like we do like an International Women's Day magazine where we invite women from music, fashion, lifestyle, finance, trailblazers, people who have like who are like top people in their top notch people in, like in their uh in their careers or in their fields and we did that and it was so well we had, we had like we broke like download numbers that particular period and you know it's all started from one idea and you know we felt like okay let's do like a magazine for me yeah that magazine if we had done international if we had done like a woman only magazine in December I'm to be honest nobody would have read that magazine like we probably might not have broken that download numbers in December because it, it it didn't match the theme or the mood of that moment. The magazine probably might not like be good for that moment. So if what if like we do like a magazine around this time that's certain about events and concerts and we talk about a lot of, we talk to a lot of artists about it and you know we talk to a lot of event promoters about it or if a lot of like concert goers, people who have gone to concerts and you know there's a, a lot of fear right now you know in terms of like what you know, if you go to a concert, will you be injured? Or what is the safety like in terms of even about COVID, uh, COVID rules and all, or in terms of like overcrowding and all? Recently, I think two months, was it last month? Uh, people, a lot of people complained about uh, mainland block party, the fact that the entrance was so small and there was a lot of stampede, you know, at the entrance. So something like that. If, if I did like that magazine around this time, it would sell. People would like want to read that magazine. So I feel like there are some points that won't resonate well at a particular time that you might want to delay it to another time. So yeah, it depends on like a lot of trial and error and you know experimenting with experimenting with various content formats for me. Yeah. Okay. So I'd say that for rookies, I'm talking about creatives now, who are just coming up and by grace they find themselves mm -hmm. working with music artists. Yeah. What would you tell them to, to look out for that would help them to place the brand that they are working with in front of the target audience? So can you run that question again? I'm sorry. Okay, I mean for creatives who are just coming up and yeah. by grace they find themselves working with a music artist. Yeah. What would you tell them to, to look out for or to do that would make them help the brand that they are working with. Mm. 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 All right, all right. Um, first things first is um, look out for. Uh, I'll, I'll probably say like, um, be be very strategic. Okay, what do I mean by very strategic is try and like tailor content to a particular time. Now, what do I mean? If a content like okay, what do I mean? If a lot of artists release a lot of artists might release album like next month, you have like a calendar, have like your own calendar of like okay, which artist is releasing this or which artist is releasing that like in like next month, and even before the artist gets busy, have interviews with the artist. So when the artist drops that album, first you drop that interview and you no know, first it will help the artist normally. It will also help the blog because. You'll probably be the first person like 
doing an interview on the artist and on their album. A lot of people want to read because it's it's um it merges or it's kind of like merges with that album release. You can I feel like a lot of, for me now when Adele dropped that album, uh, Adele hasn't dropped that album yeah, but she has done like two interviews before that album has like before that before the album will be released, which is next week. A lot of people have read that, those interviews and they've like spread it across social media. That's a very, very, very it does it brings it brings um it brings um exposure to the artist and that album because people already know that it's a diverse album. And secondly, it brings traffic to the blog because a lot of people are going to share that content. Hey guy, have you read Adele's Vogue interview? Something like that. So people who work at that company already are like a foresight, like okay, why not why can't we like just drop? The interview before the album is released and not after, so that people want to read. And even after the album is released, a lot of people will still come back to that to that platform and read. So I feel like first you have to be strategic in terms of like uh, being 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 um, being ahead of your competitors because a lot of people also want to interview artists. Artists will also get busy at that particular time. So yeah, be be very strategic. Be ahead of like be ahead of schedule. Yeah, and secondly. Um, tell stories that matter. Tell stories that tell stories that are timeless. I'll tell you. Okay, why 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 would I say that? Interviews will come with artists, and the artists will probably drop an album like after a year or something. Like people people go and read your interviews, and that's just all. You know, sometimes you need to tell stories that matter to the culture, stories that matter to the industry. Recently, I did like um, identify problems in the industry. There are problems in the industry that people are always talking about on Twitter. There are problems in your industry that people are always talking about social media-wise, um, even in groups and all. Why not like create a narrative or create a story around that problem that you know that will make that you know that okay people want to read. Now I did a story recently about AR. So AR is like uh somebody it's not like essentially like an artist manager. AR are people that like you know they are there when the artist is recording. It's artists and relations basically. So a lot of people use that AR now in their bios, and sometimes these people don't even know the meaning. So I interviewed three ARs and told them to explain what exactly are the roles and duties of ARNL. I interviewed people like Bizu Shikoya, Mr. Karim, and you know, another person. And I'm sure like we had a lot of numbers. We had a lot of numbers from that from that article alone because that was a problem. Nobody has ever written that content before in Nigerian music. Because people are always asking, what is the goal of now? What's the role of now? So many people do that here and in their bells and all. So you really have to like, research to like your problems that's happening in the industry and like want to like tell your content to you that you know that forever people link back. You know, it's even all goes well for like the brand because people will surely link back to the article in years to come. People will surely share that article. So it's even like gives like SEO value to the blog because when people like search what is here now, it's probably one of the probably one of like the content or probably of like the articles that might come up in like the first one to two pages you know yeah that's just my advice so yeah. i would say a very big thank you you've been able to you know talk about share your experience when it comes to uh, your music journalism when it comes to content mm-hmm. creation and yeah. um, i'm very very sure this would go a long way when our creatives listen to your session so on yeah. this note i would say a very good thank you for coming on the session mm. it's, yeah. it's, it's it's our pleasure we are very very mm. glad that we okay. that we reach out to you and then you accept to come on so thank you very much once again
It will take one man to begin the walk to greatness. Many men will align and join the journey, birthing inspirational success stories on the way. You can be that man or you join the league of men. The choice is yours. But remember that disruptive innovation never stops. It only evolves.